Welcome everyone to another episode of Weekly Games Chat. I am your host Chris. My chair is taller, and I must now adjust my microphone because I knew I'm not you on the felt couch, taller, right? Uh, <laughs> as always, joined by my co-host Sean. Hey, what's going on, world? Hope everybody's doing well. And our other co son of a mother, where we told him <laughs> he was warned. Oh no. He was like, let me put a thing out for the Literary Alliance. Oh no. And then he just bails the next week. Holy Jack Button Baron. After they came through for us. Yeah. You want to go ahead and get that out of the way? We can. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so last week, uh, so first off, John is not here because he is a sick boy, unfortunately. He's known in, in his inner sanctum and circle as sick boy. Yes. So he's fulfilling that prophecy. <laughs> Much like our topic today, yes. there's a lot of destiny that, when it comes to sickness and John. <laughs> not not the forsaken destiny or the ta- yeah, the, the yeah. taken king destiny. You'll see. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, before he got sick, uh, actually, I think he was getting sick while he was here, as you said. Yeah, like, he uh, he disclosed it as of the recording last week. He was possibly patient zero. That's great. Yeah. So now, <laughs> now we we may or, we may or may not be sick. Uh-huh. Two days from now, it's all gonna fall out. Uh, but yes, uh, before he got sick, he did mention that we are entering a thing, uh, trivia bee, uh, for our local in our local city in Columbus here to support uh, the literary literacy alliance. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, um, you're doing and great. We were we had to raise <laughs> uh, the thing is is that it does uh, you have to raise money in order to enter so we had to get 160 dollars. so we thought hey we should see if the listeners want to help contribute because it, yeah, it's for a good cause we right? have great listeners who are always asking and looking for ways to contribute to this podcast we we're cheap we're, we're cheap we don't ask for much and in this case it's not even really for us yeah so uh yeah man uh <laughs> Can we like come up with a fake thing so they can send so us we can more? get things? Right, that'd be nice, man, guys. We just need nine thousand dollars. That's all we need. <laughs> um, undisclosed purposes. Uh. <laughs> all of a sudden, we have the greatest studio ever. Production, everything. It's, it's nice. your boy Chris on the. <laughs> <laughs> oh that's so cool always a live stream with a freaking full production yeah. staff internet's and, and top notch i'm yeah. streaming at my house everybody's like wait what that guy's internet doesn't supposed to do that <laughs> when did they all get gaming chairs uh but yeah uh you guys you, you've been awesome i was i was wondering i was like i had no doubt that you guys would come through but uh i did not know that pretty much the moment that um john's wife uh, his, his, his wife, wife it feels weird. Uh, <laughs> actually, made the pool for for the donations that within 24 hours it would all be taken care of, and then not too far in the future after that it would just surpass. I think like the last time I checked, we were at like 230 dollars. Only need to give 160, so we've hit our goal for our entry fee. Yeah, but we want to point out here that if you want to keep donating, if you didn't get a chance to donate, if you planned on it. Yeah, and you do have the extra bucks to throw. Remember, none of this is going nuts. This is all going to go to uh, the Literacy Alliance. Um, so it goes to a good cause. Yes. It, it's not going to us. So please, if you if you do have some dollars to donate, we'll leave it up for... Uh, I don't know how long she's planning to leave it up, but... Uh, it's gonna. I think hopefully, it, John will listen to this episode and realize give us an we're update. gonna we're gonna leave it up for a while. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um. Like Chris said, a hundred percent goes to the literary literary foundation. 
It's a great cause. I just want to personally oh, think. I thought it was literacy. It I might be know. literacy. I, I may have know. misspoken. It's fine. I'm I'm nervous about being in this in this trivia B because it's common knowledge and everybody knows I am um, F worded. Yeah. <laughs> up. I'm, I'm not I'm, expecting great things. <laughs> oh, no. I'm dumb. But thank you guys. The support has been crazy. Um, I just it, it really makes me. I don't know. So thankful for you guys. You listen to us. You you chime in. You're part of our community, and then and then when you can, you you know, you come through for us. So thank you very much from the bottom of my heart. F John, except for John. John doesn't really <laughs> come through for us, except for <laughs> he, when I guess he did get us the news today. He well, yeah. The news department um, had some call ins, but they still got the job done. Order is a little questionable, <laughs> as always. Yeah, might, we might make some adjustments <laughs> on that one. Uh, before um, we continue, there you go. I was fixing to say that. Do it. We got to do this thing where I always tell people, "Hey, we're going to talk about stuff that's not video." And in fact, you can make an argument this whole entire episode is going to be <laughs> not really about video games, right? Uh, but things that are tied to video games. Uh, but if you don't want to hear our ranting and our rambling and our arguments. In our college football talk, because it's about to happen. NFL playoff talk. Yeah, right. Bandwagon talk. Um, <laughs> Shut your face talk. <laughs> Lake bottom talk. <laughs> uh, then uh, make sure you check the uh, topic description in, in in your episode, and you should see the actual start of the main topic discussion time. And you can just jump forward to that, and and that solves all your problems. There you go. There you go. I did it. So, until, so if, if from right now you go there, I'll talk to you in a minute. Yeah. Have fun. Bye. <laughs> we'll be back. <laughs> but yeah, there was all sorts of football. Um, a ton. Congrats to the LSU Tigers. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Jaggers. Oh my God, dude. How do you, you can't dislike Coach O. When, That's true. When on SportsCenter, moments, mere moments after winning the national championship, uh, they ask him how he's going to celebrate. And my man goes, We'll go home, make me a ham sandwich. <laughs> and and as you can just tell that he's just, he's real. Like yeah, he's, he's genuine. He's genuine. He's going to eat a ham sandwich and party a little bit and wake up and do it all again the next day. I think is something like he said. I give so. a, yeah, I give him a lot of credit because I don't think anyone would ever <clears throat> confuse Ed Ogeron as like some great, you know, mind of yeah. like, you know, strategist or whatever. He's not Bill Belichick. He's not Nick Saban. He's not, you know, uh, even like Dabo, right? Like, yeah. but he's two things. He's always been a great recruiter. Yeah. And he's been a great motivator, uh, you know, which helps develop people. <laughs> and, and like, he went out this year and he took a risk and he went and hired a guy. Yeah. Who was supposed to be this up and coming, you know, potentially great st- strategic mind to fix his offense. And now he may have the hottest quarterback in, you know, Looks like one of the best potential quarterbacks uh, going to the NFL this year, all all in one year. So, you know, like you have to give a lot of props for an organization to say, like, where are we weak? How do we get better in that? It's yeah. kind of something like Saban would do, right? Like a couple of years we looked at it and we said, <laughs> we're not good on, on offense because we're just trying to run the ball. And we went out there and got, you know, Kiffin and Sark and Loxley yeah. and all of them. So well, props yeah, to them. Yeah. Uh, you, sometimes you do got to self-check and they definitely did. It really stinks knowing how close like we're Alabama fans how close we came to um beating them 
I mean, we lost by. I know when you you, yeah. you kind of giggle because they they really dominated the game. But as far as the score, we got, went, we got a late touchdown. Yeah, with like what forty seconds. It's just left. that it's just that. Uh, I think us and I want to say uh, Auburn had the closest. I guess you could call losses to them. Yeah, and it's just like man, this is this was just a year of. Shoot. To to their credit, Clemson for a good bit of that night didn't look terrible. No, like first first quarter and a half, Dude, they they looked like they were about the. T- I fell team. asleep near 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 halftime or right after halftime, and you could see the the momentum turn. Yeah, and LSU started doing what LSU does. Yeah, and Burrow started finding the guys. I thought once the Clemson linebacker got ejected, they were kind of screwed defensively after that. Yeah, like they had no chance. Yeah. Um, no and, chance. And, I mean, but to to their credit, like, look, they had a couple of bad calls and in just instances, like you know the the touchdown getting called back that would have obviously helped. I felt like at times they they were actually good, you know, down versus down. It's just that they were always lurking to give up a thirty yard plus play, yeah, and that was what killed them. Like, yeah, yeah, they might get to Joe Burrow twice. And sack him. But then he but throws then, a, yeah. yeah, then Chase is going 50 yards down the sideline. Obviously, uh, we paid attention to our team more this year and how Tua has that pinpoint accuracy. Yeah. And and some argue that the only other quarterback in the country that can make those kinds of pinpoint throws is Joe Burrow. That's fair. And he, dude, he put up 60 touchdowns this year. Record. And so I saw a stat where LSU's touchdowns uh, from 2014 to 2017 or maybe – very recent was only like fifty eight touchdowns. <laughs> that doesn't surprise. And me. he threw sixty this year in one year. Yeah, and he wasn't that great last year. I know. It, yeah. It's amazing the one year turnaround he made. Yeah. All, all the praise goes to him, his work ethic. Um, for the most part, the 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 team, the LSU team, played very very well against people. You didn't have any like you know bad sports or you know attitudes that I saw. It was always the fans that you got to worry about because those guys are crazy. Oh, I can uh, I can I, test that. I now. can imagine. How Baton Rouge, Baton Rouge is today or last night? I mean, you, those people party and they have fun, and they, I just expected to turn on the TV and go, <laughs> "Brett, the fires are still burning <laughs> in the streets of Baton Rouge." Because, dude, um, they're they're a huge part of why when you play a night game in in Death Valley, why it's called Death Valley, dude. Mm-hmm. Those fans, you know, my hat goes off to LSU. Clemson, you made a run at it. You know, my heart goes out to the fans of Clemson this year because I know how it feels. Remember last year, you guys beat us like 44 to like 17 or whatever Yeah, I'd say I feel real bad for them, but, you know, <laughs> I think they're going to be fine. You'll be all right. Yeah, yeah. you know, they'll, they'll get up and try again next year as they return. They they probably are going to be the favorite next year. They got most of their team. When I was back. looking today, the odds for Vegas, they were the favorites. They had like 50% odds yeah. that they win it. Um, I think we were ETN, ETN. Um. Yeah. Ross and um Trevor Lawrence come back. <laughs> uh. Well, Ross is only a sophomore, so he'll he, be back. He has to come back. I think Etn is probably leaving. You think he is? I heard um, that he was coming back. I don't know why. Don't know. Uh. Lawrence will have to come back because he's only a sophomore. But I think Higgins is gone. Um. He had an amazing run last he night. He did on that sideline. He did. That was nice. I did see that. Uh, it made the Sports Center top plays. I think it was like number seven, which was like okay. I saw that. It was nice. Um. <laughs> But then there was also uh, professional football. Dude. Your if team you, won. It, it did. Uh, I'm not even talking about that game. Uh, if you would have told me. Derek Henry. <laughs> that the Tennessee Titans would go through New England and then Baltimore to find themselves in the AFC Championship game. I would have been like, what? And honestly, they would not struggle in any of it. No. 
Like they're running back <laughs> and, and they're running their quarterback would throw for no more than like 200 yards combined in both of those games. And they still look dominant. Yeah. And, and yeah, I cannot believe that you go into new England uh, in January against Brady and Belichick and you win. Then you go, like I said, to Baltimore, the hottest team up until this point mm-hmm. with the league MVP, mm-hmm. a returning Mark Ingram from a calf injury. The crowd is hype. They've they've already seen what they did to New England. Yeah. And they still can't handle Derrick Henry and the Titans. It's a it's amazing. That game inspired me to watch the Kansas City Houston Texans game. You know what was amazing about that was that I thought for about one quarter we were gonna get a rematch in the NFC championship of the uh yeah. two thousand feet uh two thousand fifteen national championship between Deshaun Watson and Derrick Henry. Which would have been and, nice. And and then and then they well Yeah. Uh, I started watching oof. Kansas City do things because the Texans did things and they went way up. And I was like, OK, but then the Chiefs started doing t- some things. And old Patrick Mahomes, Mahomie, started balling out. And I was like, oh, my God, this is why the Chiefs are so, uh, I guess you could say, potent. Yeah, because they can score in like in mere seconds and minutes. I mean, like it wasn't that they were playing absolutely terrible. It was just if anything, like their special teams was what was laying them down. Yeah. Um, you know, Mahomes just had that those first couple series where he was always accurate and it was just receivers drop, drop, drop. drop. Uh, and, and then once that went away, yeah, it was, it, it, it was felt crazy. like they weren't even trying. They were just like, it was just natural. Yeah. Uh, you, you could have panicked in that situation. They did not, which was great. Um, the other game that had some controversy to it was that Packers um, Seahawks game on that fourth or that, that yeah first down yeah. that Jimmy Graham got. That game was a very good game to watch. I thought some kind of way Seattle was going to pull it out. <laughs> uh, they did not. Uh, I, I didn't want to see another um, Seattle versus San Francisco game this year because uh, I mean, I obviously, you didn't. Well, right at this point, I've already seen two, and, and the Seahawks might should have won Amer- the last one. But America really didn't want to see the Packers. <laughs> so, I know outside of Lambeau. Well, I think what's cool that could happen now: Green Bay is going to go to San Francisco and play. I think how cool would it be? The potential lives. For Green Bay, Kansas City Super Bowl. That'd be pretty cool. That's that's since the early days, that's kind of it doesn't happen. You will get the Titans and the Niners. <laughs> it's gonna be crazy. Um, but the NFL playoff bug has hit me. I'm excited. I'm all in. I've got mm-hmm. I, I can't wait to see what happens. They say the ratings are up. Yeah, I, just something about because of the way the upset started happening, I think yeah. they got the NFL has a great product. Everybody knows that. They know how to 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 have, for a viewer, they understand how to present the product. It it plays out. They've got superstars. They protect their. Well, they found a way to protect their players. They're coming into this period of time where I don't know if we've ever had this many solid quarterbacks in the league. Like, young, right? young and old, right? But yeah. a solid set of quarterbacks. Yeah, like you're going like someone made the point this week. They said if you told me three years ago when Peyton Manning would retire or had retired that the NFL pretty much would not skip a beat and that it would be totally fine in quarterback talent, uh, quarterback town talent <laughs> in that, like, you know, the prospect of in the next two years, probably breeze, uh, Eli, Brady, Brady and, um, 
Philip Rivers will all probably be on, you know, and then also Ben Roethlisberger, you know, those five guys are gone are probably, yeah, retired you know, definitely within the next five years. Yeah. But, you know, I would say next two, three years. It's like a, you can't, you, you almost like what would happen, but yeah. And, and like, it doesn't matter because you've got Deshaun and you've got Patrick and you've got Jimmy, uh, you Jimmy know, G. and now you've got like, you know, Kyler Murray looked great this year, I thought. Um, and then you think of the fact that, yeah, Joe Burrow is about to come in. Who knows what Tua will be? And then next year, Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields are going to be in the league. So, you know, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it, it's going to be nice. It just it keeps cycling versus like back in the 2000s where, you know, you got Peyton and, and Brady that came out about the same time. And then you didn't get anyone for about seven years. That was worth anything. <laughs> Quarterbacks are important, turns yeah. out. Just saying. Not you, as you, important you, uh, as six foot. Five running backs, though. Well, Ryan Tannehill doesn't appreciate that comment, but it's true. And sometimes sometimes Ooh. things are true. You know, also doesn't appreciate Ryan Tannehill. <laughs> Miami Dolphins. <laughs> How do you like uh, me now, Dolphins? Marcus no. Mariota probably doesn't appreciate him either. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I would say he'll probably be. He'll probably be. He's got like else. a beard now, Mariota. And I, I don't know if I like the beard look on him. I mean, he's got like a full grown man beard. I'm just so used to, you know, baby face Mariota. He's like, I'm no baby. Anymore. I'm like, I'm a man now. I'm an NFL quarterback. He keeps going up to to the coach. Coach, put me in. I'm a man I'm now. I'm a man now. I got this beard. Uh, did you watch any movies or anything? You know we did. Yeah. You know we did. That was called a setup. Yeah. I watched, we watched the one. I also watched, because uh, Oscars are happening. So Turns out. Uh, I saw Jojo Rabbit this week. I don't know what that is, but I love the name. The dude who directed Thor Ragnarok. D- directed uh, Jojo Rabbit. Yes. Yeah. It's his film, and he stars in, uh, he's Adolf Hitler in the movie. <laughs> he was the guy who played Korg and, and uh, you know, talked like this. Yeah, was like that this. was the director of Ragnarok. Yes. He also made some appearances in the Avengers movies. Yes, yes. He's, he's very solid. Very nice. Um, but uh, that movie was very hilarious, but also very <laughs> spot touching. on Cork. It's very by touching. The way. <laughs> it wasn't like because I I wasn't sure what it was gonna be. I thought it was like, is this gonna be like his Wes Anderson film? Yeah, and it has a little bit of that vibe, but then it goes in a completely different direction that I wasn't expecting. That's nice. Yeah. Um. I there's there's been love given uh for your your boy Adam Driver from yeah. Marriage Story. I remember when you watched that a while back. That was nice. Yeah. The Oscar nominations had some snubs, but he was not one of them. He was not. So that was cool. A lot of people were saying that the Sandler got a snub. He did. I thought so. Um, I thought him and William Defoe were the two actors that I was kind of like, oh, I wish he'd gotten a nod. I was listening to a show on the Sirius XM and, and the question was posed. Okay, if you thought he got a snub and you know there's five that are nominated, which one do you take out for him? It's tough. Because uh, I think you had. Um, yeah, I got to look at the nominees. You had Adam Driver. You had Anthony Hopkins. No, the guy, the main priest, I think. Yeah. The other uh, guy. Jonathan Price. Uh, you had one of the guys from the Scorsese movie. It wasn't De Niro. Uh, you, uh, well, that was a supporting actor. Yeah. Um, you had some, so you had some strong, uh, you had Joaquin Phoenix. You know what I mean? Brother so, to River. Right. And and so the the heavyweights they have in there that had these, these performances, who do you take out and put Sandler in? I would have dropped of who they had in there. I would have kept Adam Driver. I still, even though I'm not crazy about the fact that the Joker got the most nominations, because I, 
I, I'm, Dude, I'm I, trying. I, I'm like trying to figure. Out, I'm like that thing got nominated the most. I was like, I bet you at most it takes home two awards. I don't. I don't. I'm not a fan of that movie. I think it's a. I think it's a good movie. I'm just like it wasn't anything overly original. I think it's just something that a lot of people watched and experienced because it's the freaking Joker. Right? And I think they thought it would be more than it was, and it just for me it wasn't. But that's mm. we've already talked about that. Sorry. But um, sidetrack. <laughs> I would keep Driver. I would keep Joaquin. I'd probably keep Jonathan Price. I have not seen Antonio Banderas's movie, so I've heard his performance is amazing. Everyone says that, so I guess maybe Leo would be the one to cut. And I like him in that, but like even even when I think of Leo in in Tarantino movies, that's not as well memorable as his role in Django. Django, Um, he was amazing in Django. God, yeah, I love him Django so much. (laughs) uh, Um, But that said, he's also very good in the movie, like. I, I'm not going to say I'm upset that he's nominated, right? Because I'd be like, look, if there's anyone who's gotten more snubs in the Oscars, uh, you know, just not getting the respect he deserves. Leo's up there until the Reverend, what was it? The Revenant a couple of years ago. I think it was yeah. Well, a lot of people said that he, they gave him that win. Yeah. And he didn't really deserve it at that point. And I, that's what always happens. Like, what's her face in Little Woman is already on her fourth nomination. She's yet to win. And I mean, like, uh, the Irish girl, Sarah Ronan. Sasha. Whatever it is. Sersha. I don't know her name. Yeah. But uh, I just told you, Sersha Ronan. Yeah, let's go with it. Yeah. That sounds, yeah, you're knowledgeable. Um, (laughs) But, uh, like, you know, she hasn't won yet. And she's probably not going to win for this one. I know. And it's like, eventually you get to this point where you do just something good that they they go like Scorsese had that Scorsese won for the departed. I like the Departed, very solid film. But when I think of great Scorsese films, it's not even the top three right. to me, you know, it's, so. it's about timing. It's about, uh, just a, a bunch of things. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then they, because we just started by me mentioning the Sandler thing, but it's like, it's not like he's had a bunch of Oscar work leading up to this. No, because he, he's in Adam Sandler movies and you reel off all of his early ones from Billy Madison to Baby Daddy, you know, all of those. And then he, he kind of went into the little Nicky era. I'm trying to think <laughs> if he got nominated for Punch Drunk Love. No, um, I don't think he did. I don't think he did. Because he's now done. He he did this movie with um, the guy who actually directed Marriage Story, uh, Noah Bachman. Yeah. Um, he did. What was it? The the something stories it was like some family stories or something it was like him and dustin Hoffman. that's the last time i've seen him get you know some at least some attention where people are like he should be considered for something because he's like you know he's a very good actor when he's in the right parts and he actually says <laughs> well look i i care about profit or i care about quality over profit you know? I, I don't know if this is true but i i heard on the radio i think it was on elvis duran in the morning show this morning mm-hmm. that he mentioned it may not have been Elvis Duran, but anyway, um, he mentioned that if he didn't get an Oscar nod, that he his next movie was going to be like a POS. <laughs> I, <bet. laughs> I don't, I don't doubt it one bit. Because you know he's he, his production company is him. He does what he wants. That's why in every he's movie got Netflix deal, he can do whatever seven he movies yeah. for Netflix. I think two or three have come out. So yeah, yeah. I can't wait to see it. It's going to be hilarious. Good times, man. I, um, I'm excited for you because I know that you love the Oscar season. Yeah. So, like, when I heard the announcements and the snubs, I was like, I, "Chris is probably all over this." There's there's some interesting intrigue this year with it, um, mainly just because, like, the fact that Parasite did come up and got a lot of nominations. 
um, a lot more than I think a lot of people thought they were going to get. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fact that things like 1917 got lots of attention and Ford V Ferrari, like there's a good pool of films that we're not just talking about like Oscar films that people go see. Like there's a good pool of films that a large amount of audiences actually went and saw Star right? Wars and Frozen didn't get any nods. Yes, I did. Not for best actor. Frozen, Frozen did not. <laughs> Star Wars got some effects stuff that we'll lose. Yeah, that's fine. I'm fine with it. You know what will win this? What? 1917. Dude, we both saw that movie. We both love that movie. Yeah, shortest war movie I can remember in some time. I uh, but I appreciate that. If you haven't seen it, go see it. <laughs> It's really, a, I, I can't recall any movies that I've seen with that one camera approach, that one shot approach. The only other one I really remember was a couple of years ago, Birdman. I didn't see Birdman. Very good movie. But the way that uh, this director, plug director's name right now, Chris. Sam Mendes. Sam Mendes? Yeah. Director of Skyfall and I thought American, it was just Sam Mendes. Yeah, whatever it is. Sam Men, you said Antonio Banderas and Sam Mendes had a kid. Sam Mendes. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it's a, he directed Skyfall and American Beauty are his two big claims to fame. But, uh, uh, the guy I go watch the movie with looks at me and goes, it's going to be one shot. And I go, huh, never seen that. By the end of this movie, I told Chris that I felt like I was in the war, had been shot at, right? had been devastated, mm-hmm. had been tired, had been hungry, had been cold, had been wet. <laughs> I think they do a very good job, you know, even though it's two hours of, giving you a lot of different elements that you go, th- that people went through in that war. Right. Do you know it's powerful stuff sometimes? From, yeah. Like the idea of just like how terrible no man's land is to just how crazy bunkers can be, you know, or a plane uh, flying at you. That was yeah, in the trailer. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, to the idea of, again, like as you approach a town and, and you just don't know what's going to happen, you know, you, how many places enemies can hide? Right. Who knew in real life, huh? How terrible new technology is in, in the first four <laughs> world war period. Uh, uh, Can you to imagine? Oh my but God. I, I was really happy because, you know, World War II gets its due. And Vietnam even in recent to a degree, yeah. years has really gotten its due. And, and you know, they often call it, the World War One's called the, the Great War. Um, but I would often say, especially here in America, it's a forgotten war um, to a degree. You know, yeah. Yeah. Because one, we just, it's not our war. Like, you know, that was a French, German, Russian, and uh, um, an English war primarily. And that's who suffered the most from it. Uh, we're just ones who joined late and said, we got it guys. <laughs> Kobe. This was not the, the Normandy. Um, like we stormed the beaches of Normandy. It was an allied force. It, war. it wasn't like where, yeah, like in world war two, where we got attacked and it took three years to build up to D-Day. It was like, no, like that day, the day that this movie is shot, yeah. uh, that takes place on, they tell you, is literally, even though they don't tell you this in the movie, as the day we actually declared war on Germany. So, you know, from the point of us coming in, we were sending within a month or so, like 10,000 troops a day. And then by, you know, a year and a half later, the whole entire thing was over. Dude. So, you know, we, we did not suffer in this, but I, I think it's really cool that you finally have a visual medium out there that gives people the idea of just like 
what made it so terrible and why, you know, uh, people were so hesitant to kind of just rush back into a war uh, when Hitler first arose in uh, the 1920s and 30s, because, you know, they had just come from this situation where so many of them had suffered so much uh, and they weren't even necessarily sure what it was for. Uh, in some regards, especially if you're a German soldier, I think. Um, <laughs> in watching the movie, man, if for me, if this movie doesn't take, uh, I, I guess I don't, I don't know the category, but sound effects, dude. I think it'll get mixing and editing. It ha- if that's what they are, dude, blown away. Now I did mm-hmm. go see it in a movie theater that was, you know, special for audio. Did you go Big D? Yeah. No. Um. At most. Oh, uh, okay. I think the big D has at most two. Yeah. 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 Um, Sounded great. Dude, I, wish it, I wish it had been an IMAX because I would love I, to it see It was kind of weird, right? That they didn't. I'm guessing they probably, because they waited to put it up. And the only thing I could think of is that they wanted to see how well Star Wars was doing. Still. Yeah. Yeah. Try to get the most. But either way, man, I, uh, I, I, I went into that movie not knowing what to expect. Totally blown away. That's no pun. <laughs> I was carried away. By George Strait. No, wait. <laughs> wait, whoa. Uh, what happened? But yeah, um, I was just, the thing I loved about, you know, the two main actors, I don't know really. I think I've seen the the taller of the two uh-huh. in something before, but I cannot place it. Um, you saw him at um, the award show that Ricky Gervais hosted, sitting funny. at a table. Yeah, as he roasted them. <laughs> uh, but no, but it was funny because it felt like this was also a movie where a bunch of British people who have not had the opportunity to star in a war film were like, I love this. I get to check off this box for my career. And uh, I've only got to be in the movie for like four minutes. <laughs> but their impacts in that movie yeah. were nice. Yeah. Go see it. I can't for say sure. it enough. For sure. And send us your thoughts and prayers on it, huh? Thoughts and prayers. Chris and I agree on a movie, guys. Ooh, it happened. Like, it, like <laughs> see what happens when John's not here? Yeah. Miracles <laughs> every day. Um, speaking a, of wow. uh, stuff, yeah, we talked. I know we didn't get to get to our record of last week of forty minutes. Forty minutes. Let's intro go last back. Week? Yeah, let's go back to Star Wars. We'll talk about that. <laughs> Help me now. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, Sean, you want to get to this topic? Yes, it it's might nice. be about a TV show. It is. Oh, or a book, <gasps> or a game. Ooh, topic. Ooh. The topic is Do it right, buddy. Do it right. The Witcher Season one. On Netflix. (laughs) (laughs) What? The boys are doing a TV show. That was funny. Yeah, it's January, people. <laughs> Sean had a suggestion the other day uh, for our, um, for you know, because we're going to do games of the decade here soon. And he was like, hey, I heard this other format where you just say, do this, who your favorite, what your favorite game was, your favorite moment, your favorite character. And I was like, cool, got it. I was like, got it. Witcher 3, Geralt, and uh, something. something the Witcher did. <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> Oh, like, that guy. I was like, ah, oh, we'll just run over that. But yeah, The Witcher. Yeah, man. Uh, you, you've never come to this world. 
I uh, I've never I've never even dipped a toe in the world of The Witcher. Why do you hate Polish authors? I don't. Uh, I think part of why I didn't play The Witcher was honestly because I heard so much of it from you, and that's that's not a knock. It was I, I thought it wasn't something I'd enjoy, or that I I uh, I had to put so much time into it. And at this point, I'm talking about the video game. Um, you put so many hours. Hundreds and hundreds of hours into that thing. I did. It was, it was, and I was like, I never wanted to do that, which partly made sense. (laughs) You play wow. Right. But the other part, (laughs) I love an MMORPG. So it was like, wait a minute. Uh, I don't know why it, it just, I, to this day, I haven't played The Witcher 3 video game. Hmm. Nora Jones doesn't know why. That's a great song, but I'm very close because it is now on Xbox Games Pass. It is, which is, and I believe it's the complete edition. So it is the complete edition. Um, and people are streaming it everywhere now. Yes. It's a and being resurgence. reminded that, honestly, the one part where that game is lacking is the actual sword play combat. <laughs> like, it's really fun to fight the monsters, but, like, when you're just out there fighting, like, regular monsters and regular people, yeah. it's it's pretty predictable. <laughs> I uh, What was it? I was watching, don't laugh, please don't laugh, audience or Chris, but I was perusing Mixer <laughs> on my Microsoft One. Or Xbox One. Is that what's it? Yeah, old Microsoft <laughs> One. Microsoft One. Uh, <laughs> and they have a channel that where Xbox or Microsoft updates you on some things. And on this week's episode that I watched it, it was about things to do in Witcher and how to get some easy achievements. Was it Larry Herb who talked to it's you? The, it's the, I don't know, it's the, the Xbox update weekly channel thing. I don't know what oh. it's called. It's just on Mixer. It's Dude. there. But uh, so apparently like very early in the game, you can get two pretty easy uh to get achievements that are harder to get later on. So yeah. that's pretty cool. But yeah, there's a whole resurgence. There's a whole, my, my mom's watched the Witcher. Uh, I've watched the Witcher. It has amazed me. Like when I go into the office, on, yeah. uh, I go in, I work from home three days a week, but I, I, I go in like two days a week and it has amazed me this past month. How many people, when I go in there, tell me they watch the Witcher and I just look at them like you, 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 you watch, you watch the Witcher. <laughs> I, uh, and I don't mean that in disrespect. You're just like, yeah. you know, if I like went to these people a year ago, you should pick up the witch, the last witch and, and read about this. It's about a place that has, you know, these things like laws of surprise and it's do they, and, yeah. And sorcerers. And, you know, there's a destiny between three characters and, you know, just you, people, what? Yeah. People will be like, huh? Huh? There's this guy who drinks potions and then he fights big furry beasts. Uh, <laughs> Everyone I, would laugh. At I don't know how, and it's because I'm out of the loop. I don't know if those books, the books that The Witcher is based off of, were ever like international bestsellers. Oh, they were. It was just something I never. It, it was something that because it's a Polish author and it took time for her to translate that. I think it's it's been something that, especially with the games coming out back with the first one in 2008, I think it was, to then, you know, uh, the success of things like Game of Thrones, like now is going for a huge resurgence here on the Western uh, side of the world. That's us, us America. <laughs> the the English-speaking side, if you will. <laughs> so, yeah, um, I, so I, I had not dipped a toe. And uh, so then the toe got dipped and I got to be honest, man, it came out, it came out the gates and it almost lost me. Yeah. The first episode is, um, it's got I, a lot of stuff in it. Looking I have back. to say like the thing that has amazed me is just how much people have been telling me they enjoy it. Yeah. Cause as someone who, you know, I've read, I haven't read all of it yet. Um, I've been in the process for a while, 
but at the same time, as someone who's played the games and everything, I'm like, man, I would think this is like exposition overload for these people because they do not cut things out. No, of there they are going. Yeah, you know they're going hardcore setting up this world, and they'll probably pay uh, dividends. dividends that, yeah, in the future for sure. There. But like when people are just telling me that they're seeing through all these these explanations, I'm like, okay, cool, you know, because for me. Uh, as I was watching this, it was more in that critical eye sense. And like, that was where I was like, you guys could be doing a better job of, this, of showing things yeah. without having to say things consistently. Or when you do say things, actually do it in a way where like uh, a friend of ours, Ashley, she told me, she said like, I've had to, she watched it. Yeah. And like her, her, what? Boy, her boyfriend is like kind of, she, he's watching it with her. Yeah. And he's apparently like, wait, what? And so, so first she has, she says like, she's had to pause it and kind of make sure she's getting, figuring out exactly what yeah. it's saying. And then, then she has to figure out how to explain it to him. Right. So, you know, it's, I, uh, it's not always the easiest thing to grasp. It's not. And, and a few episodes in a thing happens that was kind of like the click for me. Which one? I don't remember the name of the episode. It like, was, what was the event? I would say. Uh, I told you it was when I, I can't say it. I don't want to spoil it. Are you talking about when? Um, so the first episode, some things happen. Are you talking about with the law of surprise? Episodes? Yes. Yeah. I, I don't feel like it's a huge thing to spoil this because it's been watched by over a hundred million people already. Apparently. So, so <laughs> the movie or the the episodes are kind of done out of order. Yeah. And and almost, which I think is is it's one of its biggest weakest weaknesses is that they are not clear on that yeah until for me until the law of surprise episode yeah and that's when i went oh yeah there's a couple of little tiny hints before then but they're little it's clear that that's when they were meant to you know because you watch an event in the first uh, and you go and the oh, first well, okay. episode and you're like, wow, that's hardcore. Yeah. Uh, that's, man, that's leading off for Ricky Henderson yeah, style right, right there. Do it. And then all of a sudden here you are later <laughs> on. You're like, wait a minute. I think we've gone back. I, I appreciate it though, because uh, once that, that revelation happens, you kind of appreciate the episode before and you go, okay, that's why they did that. Or that's why this was important. And then further, another revelation happens where, um, for me, it was like, oh, he was there the whole time. <laughs> it's it was it was super crazy. Wait uh, till you see where that one leads. By the way, I can't wait. Yeah. I, like I can't wait. Um, I love because I could tell you some things, but you know, and uh, if you play Witcher three, you're gonna find them out. But I well, I, you're I, just dumb. I don't mind finding them out if I'm going through the video game. Yeah. Uh, to be honest, uh, but to see to see um, Henry Cavill. Play Geralt. How do you how do you feel like he did it? I feel like based he, on what I've seen in the video game mm-hmm. and this show that he nailed it. Yeah, of of all the characters who have um shown up on on here, I think he is the one. Him and the guy who's playing, even though he the bard? can be an annoying character. Yeah, the Bard, which I do not understand. The Bard's name is Dandelion. Okay, they they're calling him Yaskar, and sometimes just the Bard. Name's freaking Daniel. Why did they change it? I don't know, because maybe they just thought it'd be too weird to have a guy named Dandelion. Uh, but like, that's weird. Even, out of all the right? other things of, of like, even though there's, um, he can be a little bit of annoying. Like that's the kind of what the character is supposed to be. Mm-hmm. I think he has nailed the tone of it, but yeah, 
I think the show in the whole works and has a great chance going forward as we get to season two, uh, because of the fact that Henry Cavill and I was, I was like, you were iffy. Oh uh, yeah. I was like, that's really cool that he's invested that I knew he would be committed to it. But yeah. at the same time, Superman. I've watched man of steel and more importantly, uh, Superman V Batman. So, you know, my faith in Henry Cavill is not, yeah. you know, as strong as Superman's fist. But they did it, man. Yeah. Uh, he, uh, yeah, he, his <laughs> he vo- grunts well, he grunts well. Um, he yeah. fights well. Yeah. Um, the, the cor- fighting in this is pretty awesome. Yeah. I think that's one of the highs for sure. Especially like that last episode where you finally have a very large scale, you know, attack type thing going on and you, you're going in between like things like, you know, sword game, uh, sword play versus also people casting magic. And doing that was stuff. really cool. And, and as someone, I will, as someone who appreciates those books, appreciates that world and everything, um, and appreciates the game of Thrones world, um, or whatever song of fire, it was nice to see them not do a little bit of what games of Thrones the TV show did, which mm-hmm. was at times it felt like they were worried about something being way too fancy, like that they needed to figure out how to dumb it down. You don't need um, to do that. And these, yeah. Worlds. And, and to their credit, right? Like they just went for it. Like there is no dumbing down of things. Like when you say, yeah, we're going to have law of surprise in here and we're going to have Dunny, um, which was the guy from that episode. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, we're going to have, all these mages. Yeah, dude and was we're a, gonna have like a elves. porcupine head. Yeah. <laughs> like we're gonna have elves. <laughs> uh and you know, like there are going to be themes as far as politics going on between all these things. And yeah, we're gonna have magic battles. Oh, and, and nudity. stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> and bass. Because you have to have Geralt. Oh the, the Geralt bath. Like that's really cool from my perspective as as someone who's become a fan of this series. Um to, to see like, okay, maybe at certain times everything's not perfect, but I can say this, their heart's in the right place and they're trying to actually make The Witcher, not something that is just called The Witcher and has a couple of the characters from it. I agree. Even with my limited knowledge, you could tell from my perspective um, that like, like you just said, their hearts were in it. They wanted to get it right and they didn't want it to be fake. They wanted it to be what it was, and they wanted to pay respect to all the stuff that was out there beforehand. Um, sure, they may have done a thing like change the bard's name, but mm. you know the the essence of what he is is still there. And I, I, it, it ultimately, once the the realization of things happened for me, I found myself in episode three, four, five, six, seven, and then all of a sudden I'm on the finale, mm. and I can't get enough. And I'm a guy. Apparently, we gotta wait till 2021. That's a long time, by the way. And I'm actually, I was kind of happy (laughs) because they kind of admitted that. And I think anyone's watched it would admit like some of the effects could be better. Yeah, Um, little on the low budget end on some of them, but they've pretty much admitted like they had to rush it to make sure it came out this year. Why? Because they wanted to get it out this year. Um, For the, I guess, for the timetable of finishing the. Yeah, I think the. the, I think honestly, I think the goal was to be. Um, to one, make sure you came out after Game of Thrones while it was still hot, but two, to make sure you beat Amazon's Lord of the Rings show that's supposed to be coming, I think, this year or next year. Um, so, you know, 
Oh Lord! To actually have, yeah, right, dude. Um, <laughs> they don't. They don't need. Oh my God! If that's good, I'm in trouble. Well, they're doing the second age of it. Um, it doesn't matter. I yeah. love that world. Yeah, I do too. Uh, but uh, you know, that's where they lacked, obviously. But still, the structure of everything um, was what I was also impressed with. So, for those who are unfamiliar, The Witcher basically there is a main Witcher saga. Okay. The main Witcher saga centers around the relationship of Geralt, who is a Witcher. Uh, if you haven't watched a show or anything, uh, Witcher is someone, <laughs> uh, Witcher is someone who is paid coin to basically go out and, uh, hunt monsters that are ruining, um, you know, a, a town or a family or, a, you know, a kingdom or something like that. And in order to do this, he's gone through a lot of, uh, when he was young, he went through a lot of muta- mutations and training that could have all killed him, but he survived. So now he's very powerful. And people don't like witchers either. Yeah. No, yeah, because they're they're not really seen as being human anymore. Even though they might have been human when they were young, by the time uh, they complete their training, they're considered something else. But because of all these this training and these mu- mutations he went through, he can drink poisons that would kill you or me, right? But like for him give him heightened senses so he can fight these monsters. Well, you say that uh, I hate that. I actually didn't get to see him drink a lot of stuff or do some of the things I've seen you do in the video game. Yeah. Yeah. With his senses that happen, they they have to show that a certain way in a video game Mm. that I think maybe you can do a little different in a, in like a TV show or movie to be fair. Like that's actually how it is described in book. Like his skin getting very pale and his eyes going black is how it is described. Um, I guess that's fair. Yeah. So you have, you have him, you have Yennefer, who is a sorceress. Um, is it bad that I would have when she was still hunchback, though? <laughs> I would have then. I would have after. I would have in the game. Um, is is Yennefer nice in the game? Yeah. Yeah? And Tris Marigold. And there's that, that elf, too. <laughs> um, <laughs> I can't oh, remember funny. her name right now. Uh, but... Um, yeah, you have Yennefer, who is uh, a sorceress and is has a a destiny s bond, um, which is highlight highlight in this season uh, with Geralt, and then you have Ciri, who is also got a destiny bond tied to Geralt because, as Sean was talking about, there's an episode called uh, that talks about Law of Surprise, and through Law of Surprise, basically Geralt is uh her in a way becomes her surrogate father and in a way siri is a character throughout this saga that kind of is someone of great power right without even young knowing raw, it at first yeah, yeah. Like young just, and raw just coming into it uh and and Geralt and yennefer are kind of in a way surrogate parents to her uh for her real parents and that that is the main saga but what we are getting here, there are before we get to the main saga, there were two uh, books with short stories about the world of the Witcher and these characters. First one was called The Last Wish, and I believe the first four episodes of the season uh, comprise of stories out of that, along with some additional stuff to give you context, right? Okay. Um, and then the back four uh, are more stories from Sword of Destinies, which is the later part and ends with the fall Sintra, basically, okay. you know, which we 
you see five minutes in the show, so I'm not spoiling this to you. Guess what? Centra's not long for this world, folks. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so in like, you know, in that last part is the last story from the from the second book, I believe, uh, you know, with Siri and Geralt. And, yeah. You know, that thing. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, that's that's where we're leading to as we go into our main saga, yeah. which is kind of centered around this. Uh, world where this you have these various kingdoms, but the big one is that there's a kingdom called uh, Niflgard that is set to invade. Uh, what's it called? Tamriel or Tam? No, Tamriel's Blaviken. I, I, no, no. Um, I can't remember the name of the main kingdom right now that they invade. Uh, and it, so, it. It, it starts a civil war, basically, though, and that's going on while. Geralt and Yennefer and Ciri are figuring out all this other stuff. Really good. Really entertaining. Sintra? Sintra is the kingdom that falls. There's another kingdom. Well, Niflgard sets its sights on Sintra. Yeah. There's another kingdom, though. Because there's a bunch of kingdoms. I mean, there's Skelrag and others, but there's one big one I'm forgetting. How could I find that? Just the Witcher Kingdom? The Witcher Kingdoms. There, there it is. Witcher Kingdoms. It came right up. The four kingdoms, or the great kingdoms, um, is... This isn't right. Let me see. Uh, Cadwin, Temeria. Temeria is what I'm thinking of. Redania and Aedern. Yeah. yeah, Temeria is the, is the main continent where a lot of the big cities are. I think uh, they have Temeria and Redania... Um, in bold italic. So I think those are important if I had to guess. Ooh. Just saying. I'm learning things. But now there's a, yeah, but it is a worldwide sensation. It really, it really, it really sparked all kind of reinterest in the, in the world. Everyone, it, everyone wants to, yeah, like this game is now, uh, Witcher 3 is like concurrently had around like 50,000 people watching the game, which is just crazy when you think of, the fact that that is a game that is, you know, four years old now, right? Almost. <laughs> um, and then, uh, what you call it? Uh, everyone wants, uh, so next year, because we're getting into the main story, uh, they're likely to bring in this character called Vesemir, who is the witcher who actually trained Geralt, right? Yeah. If, if Geralt is Ciri's uh, surrogate um, father, Right. Think of Vesemir as like the surrogate uncle <laughs> in a way. Uh, but uh, he yeah, he's the one who trained uh, Geralt and everyone wants Mark Hamill to play him. They wanted him to No, they're they're petitioning right now. I don't know if they've actually cast the role or anything. They're about to get ready to start filming. So who Well, I mean, he's got some free time. Yeah. I mean, it's not like it's it's, trilogy's over, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I did see a good meme for it. Um, where they show uh, him as Vesemir going, Geralt, what are you doing back in Kaer Morm? That's where the witchers are from. Uh, and he's like, I came to train with you. I need to brush up on some things. He's like, oh, I'm sorry. I've decided I'm going to be the last of the witchers and that the witchers must end. <laughs> and it just said, written, directed by Ryan Johnson. <laughs> that is actually really funny. <laughs> oh, that's really funny. He's like, toss his silver sword. <laughs> <laughs> it uh trust me though i mean th- think about this when you when you first watched game of thrones if you had yeah. not, if you had not read a book 
and all these names and places are, and things are getting thrown at you. It was kind of a, a learning phase, right? It is. It, yeah. It's the hardest thing about fantasy or sci-fi or anything else yeah. is, you know, it, it's a lot easier if I'm introducing you like, like Martin Scorsese when he does the opening to Goodfellas and he's introducing you to mob culture. That is the easiest thing because you are showing regular American lives. Like the only thing you are having to describe to them is the kind of scams and the fact that there's a code of conduct. Hey, don't turn on each other because, you know, we're supposed to be brothers in this, right? That's the only thing he's got to really explain to you that is maybe something you might not know. The rest of it is just introducing you to people and showing you the kind of people they are, right? Yeah. yeah. And where they come from. Uh, this, on the other hand, yeah, you can't just go like, well, here's Geralt and he's a witcher because then everyone goes, what the F is a witcher? Yeah. You know, it makes what does no that sense. Mean? What does it mean? Why is he so much better than everyone? Why are they calling him a butcher of Blaviken? <laughs> the white wolf. Yeah. Well, I kind of get why that. Is he wear, why is he wearing that medallion? Why they say his clothes need to be changed? They yeah. look fine to me. I wish he had. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, his clothes are kind of like 50-50 throughout, but I feel bad because everyone's got the vision of how his armor should be in the game. And yeah. I mean, if we're just being honest, that's like an unrealistic expectation yeah. because that's a video game. <laughs> I don't see. I don't even know what he right now. If I, I'm drawing a blank on what he looks like in the game. I he thought had, he looked fair enough. No, I mean, like the armor part of it. He you have a lot of customization. To oh, OK. It. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Roach looked spot on. He looked pretty good. I wish I hope they at some point put him on top of a a house. Which game did you and Chris way back Mm. talk about how they couldn't make horses? That was Witcher Three, wasn't it? You talked about how the horse looked ridiculous in it. There was a game you either said that Witcher Three gets it right on a horse, and mm. this other game didn't, or vice versa. Oh man, what was that? I don't know. I don't remember. It was one two way back. I know what you're talking about. And I think it was when I just listened, and, and I don't even know if I had done an episode yet. <laughs> I don't think it was Witcher Three because Witcher Three, Witcher Three did get horses right. So see, it had to be a game that we either we played later or like y'all the played only, later. The only time the it wasn't right was like you'd hold down A to do the make him go, and sometimes <laughs> like make him go. He would he would and he as long as he was on a path he like, He'd go he would just go and follow the path. Yeah, but if there was a diversion. There are times that he'd be really <laughs> freaking dumb. <laughs> and you're like, we're going north. And you set a waypoint north. Yeah, and he's, like, and he's yeah. like, hey, man, why not go out west? <laughs> See Dude, what's going on in California. I uh, That's hilarious. Yeah. I can't believe I'm actually that close in my mind to playing The Witcher 3. Like, I'm close. I fired it back up. It, which is crazy, man. Again, we, we alluded to at the beginning of our talk how much time you put in it. I don't know how you go back into a world that you put that much time. It in. is it is very hard. I, I have to admit, starting out just because, like, as much as I like the, there is a story beat that's in the first act of, or the first quarter of the game that you can go to that I think is what really pulls you in. But before that moment, it is like you know you're going in, you don't have all your abilities leveled up, you have no gold again, um, and you've got to work for it, right? And that's just a, that's always a very daunting thing. You know, starting out a lot of RPGs, I think, especially fantasy based, like the first couple of hours of them are usually pretty tough. Like uh, the game we're going to talk about next week, like I, you know, because I didn't have much of in the way of skill points or anything, the combat for the first couple of hours in that game is, is a little bit of a chore. And then 
all of a sudden, once you've put in, you're the, like legit. The, yeah, like the seven or eight hours, you all of a sudden start to see the it's potential, like a, and then you're like, ooh, for me, I wonder how high this gets. Recently, playing Star Wars, I wonder yeah. if it's a lot like that. That's that's a fair point. Yeah, um, that's that's not too far off. Yeah, um, <laughs> head a real head nod right there, yeah. Chris. But uh, <laughs> you know, the thing that gets you, I think, for the new people though, right? Like mm-hmm. one going around that world of Witcher three for the first time when you're in Whitechapel, which is just a small subsection of the main map, and you're seeing like these trees that look like Monet paintings as they blow in the wind, and with this beautiful score. And you're that's just what like, gets you. That's that, the hook. That's the first thing that gets you. But then the first time you actually uh, go and fight a monster and you're just like, oh, my Lord. Really? This is you think it. When did the game come out? And on what system? Xbox on PC, Xbox and PS4. But one. Uh, no. Xbox oh, 360. About the very first game. The Witcher or? 3 came out on what system? Uh, it came out on Xbox One. It did. It might have also. I don't think it came out on 360, but it definitely was. Yeah. Xbox One and PS4. Okay. PC. Okay. 2015 Game of the Year. <laughs> You're one of your all-time Game of the Years. Yeah. If we do Game <laughs> of the Decade, it might be the Game of the Decade for you. Yeah. I'm just saying it might be. I already told you. Top game, top moment, <laughs> top everything. He can't be the top character. We have, what game has the best cooking? Witcher 3. When do you cook? Uh, I don't Overcook <laughs> 2 that you played with me. Even if they asked me what was the best card game, I'd be like, Gwent. <laughs> like, wait, what? That's not fair. Um, I, I, I do. And I hated Gwent. One of the coolest things I found in getting ready for this show was a place I could send anybody who was interested on almost like a guide to understanding key people and locations. And on Games Radar, if you search Witcher Netflix, there actually does come up a guide. Mm-hmm. Um, and it goes through and talks about all kind of things like what is Rivia? Why is that important? Um, what is the, um, the members of the uh, Brotherhood of Sorcerers? Like, what Ooh. do they do? What is Sintra? Uh, who's their main, one of their favorite residents? What is Nilfgaard? Like all of these things, they kind of spell it out for you. Um, and I know, like I, I mentioned Game of Thrones earlier, some people were able to immediately understand that in the intro, they were showing you a map of the land. That took a long time for me to understand that's what they were doing. Just You're what out. we call dumb. I'm dumb as a brick. I'm, so dumb. I'm on your trivia team. Good luck. Uh, <laughs> that's why we got Josh. <laughs> Good luck, bro. Hey, uh, uh, Sean, why don't you run this up to the people? I got it. I got it. <laughs> I feel so important. Uh, but if you guys need that, man, go check it out. Games Radar, search Witcher Netflix, yeah. and you may find yourself figuring out some things that will help you on uh, through your viewing expedition, which I hope that you do. Yeah. Uh, Chris alluded sure. that 100 million people have watched it and it's like it was the one that dethroned Mandalorian as the most watched show in the Isn't world. that crazy? Right. That's crazy. Um dude, Polish people love freaking Witcher. I guess, but like Mandalorian had a lot of people Props out to Mikey. <laughs> Mikey, oh yeah, and his Polish punk. Yeah. Oh, what what? Huh? <laughs> what happened? <laughs> it uh do do we give this uh I don't know if we're there yet. I'm not trying to, you know No, I think we're I think we're are we close? I think we're at Richard time. We're at Richard time? Sure. Have we ever have we set a standard before on either a movie we covered or a I'm show just going we watched? To, it, Richard's only come from zero to ten in my book. No matter what. No matter what. All right. Because oh. I, I know we've watched the Castlevania series. Mm-hmm. 
I'm trying to think if we've ever done a movie that we did on a show. We we did. We did Pokemon, uh, Detective Pikachu. We did WoW. We did WoW um, movie. We did Tomb Raider. We did. So see, this isn't yeah, this yeah. isn't new territory. No. This is fine. This is no. fine. It's, it's all good. Well, is it? I I, I think this will be. Uh, this is just me forecasting something I don't know. But I don't think this will be a perfect ten from you like the game is. No. Um, for me, uh, as a solid entry to my Witcher experience, man, this is easily, uh, as far as TV shows go, uh, it's a must watch. If you, uh, love sci-fi and fantasy or if you sci-fi, huh? Sci- no, not sci-fi. What did I say? Sci- <laughs> I just said that if you love fantasy, um, I give it a nine. I think it's solid. Nine. Yeah. Oh. The reason it didn't get a 10 for me wasn't because it was hard to follow. Uh, it was just because you could tell some of the effects were kind of like, oh, man, mm. you just missed that, you know, when you watch it. But other than that, I, I really I can't wait for season two. I liked it a lot. Mm. Nine. Uh, Nine. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be a little bit tougher on it. Um, For me, there are issues like we talked about. There's pacing issues. I don't think um, especially some of the guest stars that come in like uh, I don't want to say guest stars, but, you know, just. Supporting actors that are in one episode, right? You know, like which episode? Various ones throughout. What do you speak of? <laughs> um, some of them to me aren't really, you know, that memorable or great, right? I mean, I, mean, I can see that for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, the star of the show for sure is, is Henry Cavill. Um, and like I said, Danny Lyons, pretty solid too. Jennifer's not far off. Yeah. Jennifer probably goes through the most transformation in this. Uh, I mean, both literally, literally and physically. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and you know, there's not a ton of Siri in there, but I think she's perfectly fine. Yeah. Um, I'm interested to see where she goes going forward, but, uh, yeah, there's some pacing issues. There's some parts where I think some scenes definitely lag, but I also kind of got what they were trying to do when we talked about this. Like it's a season designed to set up the world for what's to come. And in that essence, I think they nailed it. And I'm really interested to see like the fact that they're going to take longer and yeah. I'm sure their budget will go up because it of should the, it, of its you know success. Um, I, I cannot like my anticipation for season two is probably like a nine or a 10. Yeah. But as far as this season by itself right now, I'd probably give it like a seven, five. That's fair. Yeah. And I think a lot of that comes because you, you do understand the world better than me. Mm-hmm. You understand what could have been, could have been done a certain way or what they missed or opportunities they had. And I just don't know. But for me, I, it was an enjoyable watch. Um, and I'm, I'm, I feel okay with my nine. I thought you'd be either a seven and five or an eight. So. Mm-hmm. We're lining up. Yeah. Life's good. 7.5 is good. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Penny's down. Penny's down. my foot. Oh, I thought she was down for the count. Yeah. I thought that was yeah. it. But yeah, man, if you have Netflix, watch it, dude. For sure. Let us know. Thoughts you and got prayers. Amazon Prime or Hulu? Well, tough. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Everybody has a Netflix, bro. I think so. Or, or they know someone. Yeah. Just saying. Everyone knows Bob. Bob who has Netflix. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh, you want to do some news? Uh, that sounds fun. There were some that we got to catch done up that on since yeah. last decade. Yeah. First news of the decade. Uh, thanks, John. <laughs> Let's do it. Hot off the press and straight to your ears. Weekly Games Chat presents the news. News! I feel we, like we harmonized. Sounds good. First of the decade, like you said. See, my thing Whoa. is that we should skip these three. Okay. 
and then go with that first and that, and then we can go back to these three. That works for me. Doesn't it make more sense? It does. It does, yeah. Yeah. I guess we could actually do these one, two, and three, and then go back. Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah, it makes sense. Uh, Me or you? I don't care. Okay. PlayStation will not be at E3. Sony will be skipping E3 again. This marks the second year in a row the company has opted out of appearing at one of the biggest video game events of the year. It's surprising considering Sony is set to release the PS5 later this year. According to the company, after a thorough evaluation, SIE, that's Sony Interactive Entertainment, has decided not to participate in E3 2020. We have great respect for ESA as an organization, but we do not feel the vision of E3 2020 is the right venue for what we are focused on this year. We will build upon our global event strategy in 2020 by participating in hundreds of consumer events across the globe. Our focus is on making sure fans feel part of the PlayStation family and they have access to play their favorite content. We have a fantastic lineup of titles coming to PS4. And with the upcoming launch of PS5, we are truly, truly looking forward to a year of celebration with our fans. Mm. Yeah. And you know what? I don't think he put it on here, but uh let's talk about that PS5 logo too. <laughs> that uh that got some hilarious memeage. <laughs> I like the dude after. going in the paint. Going, yeah. <laughs> just delete and then well, put five and then just <laughs> lasers start going off. <laughs> we I mean we should have seen that coming, by the way. I mean they, they really aren't, you I, know, breaking the mold on the PlayStation logo. So are you though like getting does this kind of stuff like the fact that like their logo just felt so by the numbers, right? And now this that they apparently think, hey, we don't need E three anymore. Um, I don't, I don't. Are, are, I wonder, like, are the warning bells at least beginning to? I'm not gonna say ring, but like you know, if they're sitting out on the porch and there's a slight breeze, they might jangle just a little bit. It possibly um, they're just doing so well across the board. I John will mention at times that they're tone deaf and or tone. You know what I'm saying? Like they don't understand what they have and, and the mistakes they're making. Uh, I don't know because so many people enjoy their PlayStation four and their games. I just feel like Xbox is, is catching up at least. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I personally think that you're missing an opportunity not going to an E3 event. Yeah, especially with this. Like, I could understand why they skipped last yeah, year. But that we, wasn't, I mean, in the end, it looked good. But now it's like, well, does this mean now that they're going to go and do their own? I mean, I think it has to, right? That they're some point in the spring going to do their own reveal. They have to. And if that's the case, you can't do it. <laughs> I don't see how you could do it like where prior to E3 you haven't announced price or anything, right? So doesn't that mean that now that Xbox is going to be in position to know, you know, what you're basically what you're holding, all your cards as far as, you know, what your OS is designed to do, what your what it's going to look like, and most importantly, what's its price point, and it can decide how to set its price point itself right yeah if it's if they are willing to eat dollars to say the only thing that matters is that this gets into homes we don't care right and and to answer your questions that you had there i think they're all yes Mm -hmm. that xbox does have that advantage unless 
Um, have you ever seen the movie Rounders? And we had to give that man Matt money. Matt Damon. <laughs> Unless they pull a Matt Damon. What if Phil wants to splash the pot? Um, and He'll and, splash the and, pot. And this club, you can splash it whenever. Whenever I like. We'll have to see. It, it, it seems like it's weird decisions. Yeah. Only because it appears that it's an opportunity. Like on a, on it feels a system like, release year. It feels like arrogance. Is yeah, what it that's is. That's what like, I'm saying. Yeah. Like, and you know, that doesn't necessarily mean it won't translate. But who but, knows? Yeah, you just don't know what the narratives are going to be. And I'm just kind of like, if you're doing this, like, if they were just to me, it just sounds like they don't want to pay and go by whatever the ESA is charging because it sounds like they're still going to a bunch of our trade shows. So it's not like it's not like Nintendo, right? Like where I think for the most part, Nintendo is just decided we are invested in. Uh, Nintendo uh, directs and that is our that is our line and apparently Super Nintendo World yeah that's coming out in Japan oh I don't know if that made the news or not but I guess we'll find out it I I saw it's amazing but anyway yeah we'll see um yeah I don't know anything about the PlayStation 5 under than its logo Mm. I know that the controller kind of looks like the same controller um but I need to know more I know the dev kit looks ugly yeah that doesn't mean anything. But I don't think, yeah, I don't think that's how the Witch Call will look. But yeah, the Def Cut with it's trying to look like a V is quite horrendous to look at compared to the beautiful, yeah, big black monolith. It does look nice. Box it does with look a green nice. glowing top. Just waiting to explode. Glowing tap? Oh. Um, so yeah, PlayStation's not going to be there, but guess who will be? Xbox will be. Head of Xbox, Phil Spencer, has confirmed that Xbox will be at E3 2020. My favorite, E3. <laughs> following the news that Sony would be sitting out for the second year in a row. According to a recent tweet, quote, our team is hard at work on E3. We look forward to sharing with all who love to play what's ahead for us. Uh, our art form has consistently been propelled by the cross-section of creativity and technical progress. 2020 is a milestone year in that journey for Team Xbox. That's the end of the quote. Uh, do you want me to keep reading? Um, or do you want to expand care. on that? I mean, are we going to time together, or how do you want to do it? doesn't um, matter. Um, it doesn't surprise me, right? That they're going to be there? Yeah. Yeah, they're going to be there for like a minute. I mean, yeah. they, they, they see, especially with Nintendo not being there and PlayStation mm. kind of leaving there, they're like, it's perfect. Yeah, it's, it's our this platform. Is our platform. It's as long as they see that E3 still has some relevancy and as far as how it can deliver its message and its and its plan for the year, they're gonna they're gonna go. And unless that changes, uh, which I don't see it happening, especially because um, they they gotta reveal details for their own console. Exactly. And as I said, like I expect that there will be a day where they go in depth on certain things here in the spring, similar to what we saw last generation. But again, the difference is is that. They don't necessarily have to come out and tell you what the price point is that day. They can leave that for, you know, if they feel confident in it. Now, if they don't feel confident, go ahead and get out of the way. <laughs> so yeah. then you can run us over uh, uh, with, you know, exclusives and cool games at E3. And that's all we're focused on. But if they, you know, for instance, if they do believe like, hey, we think Sony's going to do four ninety nine, and we are too. And by the way, we think we've got more teraflops in them. That's fine. Um, you know, then all of a sudden you're saying for the same amount of money, you're getting a better deal for your buck. Right. That would be the the argument you make. And you wait to make that decision. But Cause, cause what's on the, the other th- hand, if they're going to come out and be like, 
six hundred dollars. Wait, what? Yeah, then it's you know, and Sony's like three ninety nine. Yep, they lose again. Yeah, then you know, no matter what. Yeah, because what is what's the One X price versus the PS4 Pro price? They're the same, right? Just about, yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, but you mentioned exclusives. Why don't you tell them what's not going to be on the One X, Chris? You know, for now, there's not going to be any exclusives. What? Because Microsoft has made it clear that for now, nothing will be available for the Xbox Series X that will not be available on the Xbox One series of consoles. Any new title that will be available for one will be available for the other. According to Xbox Game Studio boss Matt Booty, that's a great name. That is a good name, right? Oh, I, I wish his name was Matty Booty. Uh, Mr. Booty, line one. <laughs> uh, call for Booty. Call for Booty. Uh, order for the- Matt Booty. Yeah. <laughs> uh, baby Booty has been found at Child Services. If Mr. Booty could please come <laughs> and find his baby such- Booty. If you listen to this show and your name is Booty, we love you. All right. Just saying. Uh, but he says, quote, as our content comes out over the next year, two years, all of our games, sort of like PC, will play up and down. Uh, that family and devices, we want to make sure that if someone invests in Xbox between now and Series X, that they feel like they've made a good investment and that we're committed to them with content. I think given everything they've put into pushing the idea forward and backwards compatibility, right? Right. Um, This shouldn't be too surprising to anyone. It's not. I, I, I don't know. I don't feel let down by not having exclusives mm-hmm. because you do feel some sort of uh, value in knowing that, like they said, if you invest at any point, mm-hmm. we got you and your games, you can play them on all your stuff. It's like, yeah, if I have games pass, right, I yeah. don't have to worry about the fact that when I go over to Xbox One X or Xbox Series X, um, that all of a sudden my options are now like completely different and cut in half than yeah. what I have today, right? right? Right. Um. And and to be honest, what he's saying, I think it makes more sense going forward. Makes sense than, than yeah than the old ways, right? Yeah. Like a PC today, I can play. Uh, you know, I can play Call of Duty on a 1060 on there, right? Um, but I'll have very low settings, or I can play it on a 2080 Ti, and I'll have amazing settings and a lot more features that I can do, right? Yeah. So, like, if you can do that on a PC, you know, like, I can play Witcher 3, which is a game that came out years ago, and it looks amazing on my PC, and I, I can download mods and uh, all these other uploaded textures and all that. Um, or I could go and play it on my base Xbox One, and it's not going to look nearly as good. Or I could play it on Nintendo Switch. <laughs> <laughs> um, and... You know, why Why can't I do that with the next generation of consoles where it's like, oh, me and Sean want to play Call of Duty and he's still on Xbox, but I'm on Xbox Series X. Well, it just looks a little bit better on mine. Yeah. It still runs perfectly fine. And I think they're figuring that out yeah. by the likes of like when they when they got PUBG on their system first, mm-hmm. um, they allowed cross play. Um, there's just a bunch of things that we, we, we haven't even known we've seen that have set up this vision that I think is going to play out really good for them. I think they're betting on the idea of saying while there might be people that like online complain about it a little bit initially. Right. You know, it's better for the community. Kind of like the people talking about like backwards compatibility back with the PS three, um, where it didn't really matter that much because it meant $600 to get that one feature. Um, 
I think their Insane. their their thing is probably banking on the idea of the more bang for the buck you continue to show consumers. And bang mass, for your buck, bro. Yeah, and mass consumers, right? The more likely they are to decide you're worth investing in. Yeah. No matter what avenue you want to go in. This is true. Watch me go all the way back up now. I'm watching. <gasps> we did it. Uh, if you're a fan of Dragon Quest uh, and of officially Dragon Quest 12, you should be happy because it has been confirmed. Um, we have our first official confirmation that a sequel to Dragon Quest 11 is already in development. Yuji Hori tweeted a New Year's message on January 1st, 2020, discussing everything he and his team had achieved in 2019. Part of that tweet included the announcement that production on Dragon Quest 12 has begun. Let's hope the previous game, along with Dragon Quest Builders series, has justified a simultaneous release in the United States and Japan. Dream on. Dream on. Yeah. Indeed. I ain't, I ain't got nothing else for that. Did uh, I don't either because we don't play those games. Yeah. That was for John. And Josh. Because yeah. Josh has to tell John how to play. <laughs> uh, I wonder if John's played Dragon Quest Builders yet. Um, Maybe while he's sick he can play it. Ooh. Maybe. He's just going to keep playing um, Assassin's Creed. We're not there yet. Uh, next oh. Batman game has been teased. <laughs> WB Montreal has updated its social media accounts with another logo tease for what appears to be a new Batman game. The game comes with a caption that reads, Capture the Night. But Night spelled with a K. Oh. <laughs> like Travis Knight? Yes. Uh, or like, British Knights. Or Bobby Knight? That's like shoes. Oof. Uh, as with the teaser back in September, it appears that these logos could point towards a new Batman game featuring the Court of Owls and the League of Sh Shadows. Those are important things. That being said, this has been the third tease on social media Ooh. with many fans of the series getting rather impatient. Yeah, like it's been really weird because like so they had a logo, right? And one part of the logo, you had to go to their Facebook. Another, you had to go to their Instagram and another, you had to go to Twitter and everyone's just like, I just want to see the logo and I'd really like to see a trailer or gameplay. I don't give a crap about your various social media. Oh, no. You know, they're uh, trying to platform. do the social media thing and it's backfiring. Yeah. Yeah. I think people are just like, because it's been so long since we had Batman game now. Right. Like the last one was 2015 or 2016. So, you know, people are, they're anxious. I get. And they are playing like the ultimate just the tip game on these people. Yeah. Just tip. I mean, I'm just saying. Give them something. Uh, on the other hand, uh, John's happy. I am too. Uh, and I apparently need to play the other two Assassin's Creed games because rumors of Ragnarok have surfaced. <gasps> and again, according to rumor, Assassin's Creed Ragnarok is the next mainline Assassin's Creed game. This comes by way of Amazon and GameStop item listings that give some nice bits of information. The rumored release date is October, which is the common month for the series. The game will be released on all current and next-gen PS4 and Xbox iterations. The game is to take place in the Viking era around 845 CE. During the Viking-led siege of Paris, mm. the main character will be Jorah or Yora, who can either be male or female. Danny's bodyguard? Possibly. <laughs> The game will build upon the gameplay features and mechanics of Origins and Odyssey and rumored to add four-player co-op in some capacity. Mm, Ooh. I, they tried that. Have they tried that before? Yeah, they tried that with uh, Assassin's Creed Unity and it led to like the most 
disastrous. If they do it like a Gears game does co-op, it could work. Maybe. You're not thinking that is like a game with a direct path versus an open world <laughs> where people scaling bu- buildings and doing all this crazy stuff. Oh, yeah. I will say it is a little hard to believe, like the idea of Vikings climbing up the like tall buildings and things. You just don't think of that with Vikings. It's right? the Viking era, though. Yeah, I, like when you think of Vikings, you think of dudes like with beards, beards and horn hats and, like, and yeah, axes like a guy who where if i have a sword it's just a gonna be a coat. sword but when he has a sword it's the size of a house it's a viking sword yeah, right? yeah. exactly um so we'll see right now it's just rumors yeah. so we'll see i'm sure some tells me if it's rumors uh <laughs> it's probably true uh now on to weekly game chat delays <laughs> marvel's avengers this is not shock me and this is the season for delays crystal dynamics has announced that marvel's avengers have has been delayed. The game's release has been moved to September 4, 2020. Uh, according to the announcement, quote, when we set out to bring you our vision of Marvel's Avengers, we committed to delivering an original story-driven campaign, engaging co-op, and compelling content for years to come. To that end, we will spend the additional development time focusing on fine-tuning and polishing the game to the high standards our fans expect and deserve. We apologize for the delay. We're confident it will be worth the wait. Yeah, I think the delay move is smart because they need to get it right. Um, Tomorrow, Rockstar will announce that <laughs> GTA 6 is coming out on September, September 4th. 4th. That would be hilarious. <laughs> um, I, I do think there are some games that are going to hold um, some folks over until September. Mm-hmm. Um, I know Animal Crossing is probably going to be one of them for some folks. Uh, and there's I'm, another big game coming out this year. I'm betting. That, oh, Cyberpunk. Yeah, even though Cyberpunk is supposed to be coming in like what April or yeah. early May, I'm betting that game also gets delayed to the fall. They haven't said anything yet, but we haven't seen that game since E3 of last year. But and did we see that game in E3? Oh yeah, yeah we, we did. did. Yeah, 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 we did. <laughs> so you know, I just when you don't hear things or see anything, um, I don't know. It just it. It would be very surprising to me, uh, but who knows? Maybe, maybe we'll all be shocked and they'll they'll hit their day and we'll be like, oh, okay, cool. You know who's not going to hit their day though? Sean? Oh, another delay, Chris. Ooh, Final Fe- uh, Final Fantasy VII remake. Final Fantasy uh, has been delayed for a short time. It's not that bad, people. Calm down. Uh, Final Fantasy VII remake has been delayed to April the tenth. It was originally scheduled for release on March 3rd. So, see, that's not that far. See, what happened was I contacted them and said, we got too many games coming out then. Can you push that one back, bro? Like, because we really want to play Ori. We do. We're just not. We really want to play Ori. Ori's going to be great. (laughs) Uh, According to a press release, quote, we know that so many of you are looking forward to the release of Final Fantasy VII Remake and have been waiting patiently to experience what we have been working on. Mm. In order to ensure we deliver a game that is in line with our vision and the quality that our fans who have been waiting for deserve, we've decided to move the release date to April 10th of 2020. We are making this tough decision in order to give ourselves a few extra weeks to apply final polish to the game and to deliver you with the best possible experience. I, on behalf of the whole team, want to apologize to everyone as I know this means waiting for the game just a little bit longer. And the game came out and it ran at a buttery 15 frames per second. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> oh, yeah. that would be terrible. I'm interested to know what they felt like they needed three weeks to polish. Um, That's a great question. Yeah. I don't know. 
Expansion pass for Pokemon. Pokemon Sword and Shield is getting a $29.99. That's $30. <laughs> Expansion pass that will feature two new adventures and will bring back more than 200 of past game Pokemon uh, missing from the new Galarian Pokedex. The Isle of Armor expansion will be available by the end of June, while the Crown Tundra will arrive in the fall. You can purchase the pass today and get codes for Pikachu and Eevee uniforms to use in the game right now. Do you think friend of the show BK is going to get this expansion? I do. I don't know. I do. Because it's going to have 200 uh, uh, Pokemon. You know it's not here before we get to the, the final one? Are we already on the final one? Yeah, that's the last one. There's no way. Yeah, it is. There's no um, way. What you call it? You see GameStop today? No. What? Apparently, like their sales were down 25% at Christmas. Oh, no. Yeah. Doom. Can you feel it? Oh, no. Calling pull, pull, in the end. Where the did air. you see that at? Pull it up real quick. Let's, um, let's do some live news, man. Let's make hold. things happen. John's not here. We do what we want. Riot and mutiny. That's what we do. GameStop. You just went to GameStop. <laughs> news. Oh, there it is. Old Polygon yeah, reporting. This is from Polygon. GameStop executives say the arrival of new consoles at the end of the year will provide a much needed boost for its stores, but the underlying stats for the gaming uh for gaming's leading brick and mortar retailer look grim. Uh, yesterday, the company posted some truly terrible results on the holiday season. Overall, sales for the quarter were down an astounding 25%. But the company, uh, with the company closing so many of its outlets, retailer watchers are generally more interested in the same store comparisons. Unfortunately, those two were down by 25%. To put that in context, it's worth taking a look at the pre-collapse results of other entertainment retail chains. Just prior to declaring bankruptcy in 2017, Toys R Us announced that its third quarter sales were down 2.2%, uh, with same-store sales down 3%. Its prior quarter was down 4%. Even Blockbuster's last desperate days in 2010 weren't quite as bad as GameStop's. The video games or the video chain's uh, final pre-bankruptcy protection revenues were down 20% following the previous quarter, which was down 5%. In the last year, GameStop has posted a series of underperforming financial results. In the previous quarter and ended in October, the company announced sales down 14%, with the same store sales down 11%. This time last year, the company Oof. announced holiday sales were down 5%. Yeah, and if you want to read more of that comment, uh, that column, it is on Polygon. Yeah, it's, it's it, titled GameStop's Woes Deepen. That's crazy. Uh, yeah. I, I just like. When's the last time you've been into one? I, that, I was thinking about that. And I was like, I, it's not that I hate them. I just don't go anymore. Yeah, I just don't have a reason to go. I buy everything digital now for the most Why, part. What was the last time I went in there for? I don't remember. And it's not that I buy digital. You're the one who's killing them. You're supposed to be the fan. I know. And and I don't go. I, I'm wondering how I get my video games, dude. I don't know. I don't know. Like my last uh, PlayStation Plus membership card. What about when you got Star Wars? Where'd you get Star Wars from? That's a good question. I think I got it from Walmart. <laughs> it, I'm you sold them out for the largest well, retailer. I've got, I got uh, <laughs> I got the uh, collector's edition for like fifty ninety nine. Ah, okay, like fifty dollars or something. It was very crazy. I was like, I feel bad. I didn't know that I was going to get a different paint skin, and that was it in my collector's edition. But yeah, I didn't, I didn't know that. Then, but still, 
I did not, you know, I was expecting it to eventually fold, right? But man, this is just every time I every time I see news now, I'm just like, I'm expecting the next day to see we've declared bankruptcy. Dude, that's three stores in our area that will be no longer here that we frequented a lot if that happened. Mm-hmm. Please don't let it happen. Maybe we should go to GameStop for dinner tonight. They got any food in there? <laughs> you guys got chicken? You got some chicken. We'll buy your chicken. You know what though, Sean? Uh oh. I, I I don't know, Chris. Finally this week. Oh, nice and fun. subtle. Fun. Finally this subtle. week. Subtle. Dice Awards. Uh, the 23rd, uh, the nominees for the 23rd annual Dice Awards have been announced. And uh, to really no surprise, Control and Death Stranding lead the group with eight nominations. Top each. notch. Top notch. <laughs> the event will take place on February 13th, one day before Valentine's Day. Make sure you get your roses and chocolate for your loved ones. My mother's birthday. Uh, aside from Control and Death Stranding, other top nominees include a uh, game Chris should have played more, Disco Elysium. At some point we'll come And a game Sean loves, Call of Duty Modern Warfare. You and Brad. Dude, the story in Call of Duty is legit, and the, and the online multiplayer is really good. They allow crossplay now, so you get owned by uh, other people on their computers and mouses. Surprisingly, They're they, like, they nerf those a little bit, and oh yeah, to make it fair, yeah. And they forget that <laughs> uh, we're good. We're good, Sean. Yes. Do you want to wrap this up? Uh, never. Electronic mail from the future. Look how quickly we're knocking this episode out. You don't know that yet. Some things could happen. Yeah, I know, right? I say that and I'm going to go into this and and it's just going to fall down. Apparently, I need to reopen our emails. If you want to write your thoughts and prayers in. Thoughts and prayers. You can do so by writing us at weeklygameschat at gmail.com. We apologize to some of these people who have been waiting but we are ready to get back, even though it's been almost a month for you guys that you wrote us. But uh, once again, that's weeklygameschat.gmail.com. Just like Matt did, he says, hey, sorry, BK, but I was in the Pawn Star shop two months ago in Vegas, and it was open for for regular business. None of the TV cast was there. To add to uh, your price point debate for the new consoles, I think the major factors for console uh, console choice by the general masses will be in order where friends play. That's number one. Games available at launch. Price point first, bro. Oh, oh, da- yeah, you're right. No. Oh, I skipped over price point. Yes. Yeah, so number one is where <laughs> friends play. Number two is price point. Three is games available at launch. And four will be the overall exclusives. Uh, I believe Xbox One was disastrous launch because of the price point introduced uh, by force inclusion of the Kinect, that's probably accurate. Well, the Kinect was cool. Yeah, it was nice. Xbox, play play Witcher. Okay. <laughs> we can't do that now. Uh, this is what made my friends choose PS4 first and forced me to switch, even though I much prefer the Xbox UI, and even though PS4 has pretty much no good games at launch for months on end. That was true. People forget about it. I don't that. agree about the UI thing, but yeah, it did struggle at first with the PS4 yeah. launch games. It was... It was a while. We were like, so we got Infamous 2. 
or first light or whatever it was there called. There was some shooter. Um, what shooter? Not Farpoint. It was Mag. No, it wasn't Mag. It was it was a shooter that it was like we, this looks great. Oh, um, <clears throat> yeah. See, now you're in my boat. Right? It's the dudes who did uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. Yeah, Killer <sighs> Killzone. Killzone. Yeah, that game looked great. Yeah, and they were like, all right, what next? Let's go make Horizon. <laughs> I believe the vast majority of uh, console gamers, 90% question mark. Ooh, that's, uh, you know, what's what's it called when you can't prove numbers? Anecdotal. There you go. Uh, I totally had a brain fart. I was getting <laughs> anecdotal. Uh, do not care that much about console specs. That's anecdotal. Uh, as long as games play well. I wonder how many PS4 Pros uh, were sold in 2019 compared to other PS4 models. Game on, Matt. Uh, Matt, I would remind you this. One of the big things you're forgetting about in that PS4 early battle was the fact that Xbox routinely did not hit 1080p in on their games. It was a 60 mess. frames per yeah. second. They had to go down to 780p or 940p, and everyone lit them up for it. So if you're in this situation where... Say we do get to the next generation. Now everyone's like, I demand true 4K, you know, and one is doing 1440 checkerboard while the other one's actually doing a, a pure 2150. Uh, was it 2156 or whatever it is? I can't remember the pure resolution, but um, just say things, Chris. Yeah. It works. <laughs> and adult. Uh, <laughs> like, you know, if, if that's the thing, right? And like, say, one is hitting close to 120 frames per, or caps up to that, right? While the other one is still chugging around 60. That's going to be a problem. You're, yeah, you're going to have people yeah. go and say, hey, you know, I, I don't like that. I uh, I, I do I do like your factors, though. Mm-hmm. I think they it line up pretty good. well. Yeah. yeah. Most of them are fine. Yeah. I think he's right there. Hey, Aaron. Been a while. But he wrote in and said, hey, y'all. A.A. Ron here. What's up, A.A. Ron? It's been a long time since I've written in and honestly listened. Ouch. Wait, what? Oh, that hurts. It's been a long time since you've listened, sir. What'd John do to you? Priorities is all I'm saying. All <laughs> I right? had a lot going on, but have done my best to catch back up on all the episodes. Oh, we should have read that before we just Oof. like laid into you, huh? Right. right. <laughs> Take his card. Uh, the show is still awesome as always. I've been playing Jedi Fallen Order, but haven't beaten it yet. But I'm really enjoying it. I think a lot of my enjoyment from it stems from mine and the VGA's game of the year, Sekiro. Oh, that's that's fair. I I can't like Sekiro, but I love Jedi. How does that make sense? I don't know. I was happy to see it win and can't wait for Elden Ring. You and me both, buddy. I also (laughs) bought my son Luigi's Mansion, and I have to say it's been a blast for us. It really was. Top five for me. Nice to see we all still enjoy these great games together. And as always, game on. Game, game on, on sir. Game Thank on. you for sending that to yeah. us. Hope you've been well, sir. Happy yeah. New Year. Sorry for the delay in reply. It's been a while. And finally, uh, a many wrote in. He always, He's always active on the Discord. That's why I felt comfortable saying his name uh, <laughs> that he had on here but uh hey guys it's been a while it's been a while i hope you all had an amazing break we did january marks about a year since i started listening to your guys podcast and my gosh you guys have really become such a big part of my life that's Ooh. awesome 
Mm, thank you, sir. You should go to a doctor and get checked for that. No, it's fine. With seven days of antibiotics, we can be removed. <laughs> uh, when I started listening, I never knew how invested I would eventually become. Each of you guys has such a great and funny personality and have amazing chemistry. That's what's up. Uh, Wednesdays have become such a great day as the excitement for a new episode fills me with joy. Oh, can you stand up with that uh, joy, excitement of filling up? That's what, what happened. Well, it's down. Uh, being able to do homework while listening, guys, has made the weekdays amazing. Not only this, but the Discord family is truly amazing, as evident. And Punkhead's amazing email on last uh, the last episode of the year. I agree with that. That was a great email, Punkhead. Other than the great musical spectacular. That is a good one, too. It was the greatest episode of the year. Greatest all time. You know, I, I didn't listen to that one this year. People said that it would be a terrible one, but I I carried it. And I pulled us through, and now all of our ratings, they're huge. They're the biggest ratings we've ever had. Um, uh, sir, uh, last year your ratings were bigger. That is a lie. Fake <laughs> news. Fake. Uh, I always enjoy reading and participating in conversations with many Richards. Right. In the end, I salute you, Chris, John, and Sean. Ooh, did not spell John right. Uh, I think the- it looks great. <laughs> uh, for the great content. <laughs> That you make for us every Wednesday. Wishing you guys all the best. A mini G. Thank you, sir. A great email, man. And I started this uh, whole thing off, you know, saying how awesome you guys are. Uh, so thank you all for being a part of the community. And shout out to the Discord. Uh, and then finally here real quick, I just want to give this. Um, our wonderful person who gave away the gift card from our for the competition uh, to GameStop, right, that we did last month. Yes. Which I, uh, whoever, I can't remember who it was who won, but <laughs> I hope you hurry up and cash uh, it in. I can look on the Twitter because I think you sent them the code there, didn't you? Yeah. 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 Uh, but, uh, he wanted to write in and make sure that, uh, basically if we were able to send the gift card as he is just now catching up on the episode. So, uh, for the person who sent it, it was, will, uh, Joseph one. Yeah. I will not reveal who sent it in because, you know, mysteries, right? Yeah. But um, I did want to pass along to him that, yes, that was passed along to uh, to Joseph. And as far as I've heard, he he's used it. Are you sure? Because so. it doesn't show like it's been read in Twitter. Oh. <laughs> no, I also sent it to him through uh, private Discord. Okay, then yeah. it should be fine. Yeah. So I, I reached out to him multiple ways. So he has it. If, if he chooses to... Wait till Mitt Romney buys his failing, oh my <laughs> this God. failing business and shutter it. Well, that's on him. <laughs> uh, Sean, did anyone mention us on the worlds of tweets? Yeah. First off, I want to um, wish, I hope they were safe travels and they were fun to our friend uh, Dinkin uh, at magic number LA on Twitter, um, who had basically um, flew into Atlanta, which is our neck of the woods kind of mm-hmm. uh, for a business trip. Um, heard about the literacy foundation, found a way to make sure he could donate and all that stuff, but also reached out to us for some uh, food spots in Atlanta or the surrounding areas. We hooked him up with some fun things. Um, he, uh, he thanked us, you know, for that, and, uh, being able for listeners like himself to help us out. Then, uh, he posted a video, which I'm going to show you, Chris, of him. He's at a company party, ended up getting into the Ben's the Mercedes-Benz Stadium, that's where the party is. Hey, I've been he, there. He got to kick a field goal, and I tell you what, um, I don't they think... nailed it? I don't think... No, 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 no. I don't think... You can hit play on that real quick. Uh, okay. I don't think he should be a kicker, but it's still awesome. 
A fun fact, John? He, I mean, he may have shanked this, is what I'm saying. <laughs> oh. Chris. And he's like only 10 yards back. Yeah, he's man. he's basically like right at the goal line kicking it. This is like Pee Wee football. But distance. then as, as much as I want to, you know, Oof. rain on his parade, could I have done better? I don't think so. I know I could have. I don't think I so. I would have failed miserably. I may have fallen after I tried to kick the ball through the stadium. Hey, uh, hey Sean. Yeah. I just want to point out that Superman Lois is officially coming to CW. I don't know what that means, but that's fine. Superman, man. Uh, <laughs> that's fine, Chris. Let me double check if we got any new. Um, oh, Big Riff, one hour ago. So that is the day of the recording. Uh, says, every time I, quote, ghost wipe, I think of at Weekly Games Chat. That's I didn't funny. even eat the recommended two apples. Hashtag wash your hands. Hashtag wash your butt. <laughs> Thank you very much, sir. I'm going to look for specific mentions. Um, let's see. Ian McKellen, this is this should generate something for Chris. Uh, Loki, um, added us on Twitter, and it's, it's from Ian McKellen. Twenty years ago, I arrived uh in New Zealand to begin filming The Lord of the Rings. I joined the cast on January tenth, two thousand. During that time, I kept a journal, which today would um, which today would be called a blog, perhaps. You shall not pass, Chris. Anything? I got it. <laughs> <clears throat> You shall not oh, that's so funny. You know what's really funny? What? Why I was delayed on that? Why? They announced the cast for the new Lord of the Rings show. Oh, that's fun. It's right here. Yeah. There it is. Um so uh Tyrannotortus was laughing at our last episode of the thought of you, Chris, dragging <laughs> your PC to the toilet. Uh I remember think, I, I like how he thinks it was a thought. Yeah. And he also says if your uh, next 2K character isn't called Chris Danglefoot, he's out. Chris Danglefoot. Yeah, cuz remember you said your feet were going to be dangling. It was hilarious. Uh, he also welcomed us back. Uh Platt uh Ooh. said some things. I'm trying to put it together. It's been a while since I've done this, you know. It been well. Uh Apparently the leak for the original script for episode 9 <laughs> oh, uh, Tyrannotaurus, sorry. He also posted on 1120. Uh, Merry New Year, Richards. New Year, New John. Let's see if we can get him above 75% attendance. That's funny. See, because he's already uh, not made it. <laughs> Ouch. Oh, that's funny. We should put like a, a poster board of, of all the weeks. And we'll just put a, we'll take pictures of his head and put them on there whenever he shows up. <laughs> there there was some love for your um weekly or musical spectacular of the year. Hey. I want to shout out to Hoppa for um, mentioning, mentioning us. Uh, who, he said, want to see a podcast in the making. Want to see if your favorite gaming track made the best of 2019. Check out us. And he put our link out there. Some people were very excited about what would make it, Chris. So that's super cool. Um. Some of our game of the years that our people wrote in. Did we already go over this? I think so. Yeah, we had to. If this is going back to before Christmas, that so we would have. So I'll stop there. Hopefully I'll do better. You know, this was my first first time I did this in the decade, y'all. I got a couple of new followers at Brandam21. That is a great name. Uh, thank you for the follow following you back. Uh, at Jeremy91205867. Thank you for the follow, sir. Following you back. He is married and just wants to make new friends. Um, Aloysia uh, underscore 35971. You speak German. And uh, I don't know what all that says. Hopefully it's not bad. 
If it is, it's probably fine. Uh, thank you for the follow. Danka. Uh, and at the Home Depot 10, thank you for the follow following you back. Are you the official Home Depot? No, you're not. You have a Mandalorian as your profile picture. So life is good. Chris, I think that's it on the Twitter. Um, now is when Chris is going to remind you guys how to contact us again. And thank you and say what episode number this is. This has been episode 238. Thanks for putting me on the spot on that. Luckily, <laughs> I remembered when I made the uh, the show art earlier today. Uh, if you like the show, subscribe to us on iTunes or wherever podcast service you use, and you will get a new episode of this show every Wednesday, sometimes featuring John, but always Sean and I'm myself, it seems like, uh, for your listening pleasure. If while you're there on whatever service you use, you want to rate us because you really like us, Please do, because it helps people find the show. And that's always a good thing. What is that? <laughs> We're not going to talk about that now, Chris. It's fine. Uh, I need to see that again once we get down. I wasn't 100% sure what I just saw. You know what you saw. I thought, but I want to see it again. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> if you want to write your thoughts or prayers in, please do so by thoughts writing us uh, weeklygameschat at gmail.com. That's weeklygameschat at gmail.com. If you want to hit us up on the Twitters, Sean will appreciate it. And if you want to join in in our wonderful conversations. The wonderful community. Yes. Great community. Yeah. Uh, make sure you head over to our Discord channel. Just simply search Weekly Games Chat on all those different platforms, and it should return you back to us. That's how that works. Yeah. Hey, and don't be dumb Synergy. like me, Chris, uh, and go into the Apple Music Store looking for the Weekly Games Chat podcast. Because it's under podcasts, not music. You're dumb. <laughs> so Just dumb. saying. Lord have mercy. Uh, but until next time, wherever John is, I guess we'll say. Game you know one. he listened. Yeah, because yeah, he wants to make. He's he's you know he's, he's taking like, notes right now. Yeah. Just just fuming. Yeah. It's fine. Seventy five percent this year, John. That's the, that's the threshold. What do you mean? What do you mean that they took my stories of bliss, <laughs> the order I had the news, oh. and they just moved it around? It's fine. You're gonna be good, John. Right. Antibiotics and such. I hope he feels better. What if that was a dish at the Crackle Barrel? Uncle and- Herschel's antibiotics <laughs> and such. <laughs> Are you not feeling well? Come on down, Uncle Herschel's antibiotics and such. Antibiotics. We'll give you some pills and the whatnot and send you on your way. Uh, game on, Chuck. Uh, game on, Chris. Game on, Johnny Bear. I know you're out there. Mm-hmm. Your <laughs> A little, little rasp. I like it. The bass. <laughs> Peace out, everybody. Okay. <laughs>